You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter. He's Mike DeBate. We are of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Patriots, and we're getting you ready for Thursday night football. Tonight's the night these two teams throw down. Not as much of the classic fights that several of the Steelers and Patriots years have brought in the past, but still one that will be fun to discuss here on the show. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes. Remember, we are we bring you your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. This crossover Thursday brings you Prize Picks, and this is the easiest and most easy in the easiest way, and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash Locked On NFL and use code all lowercase Locked On NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Mike, uh, Steelers fans were going through it this past week because they lost to the two and ten Cardinals, and now they face a two and ten Patriots. But it sounds like you and the Patriots fans have been going through it all year and the one thing that these two teams have in common is that nobody wants to watch their offenses and oh boy they both get to play in prime time now (laughs) it really is the football gods are not smiling on uh, the rest of the (laughs) nation i don't think when the schedule makers kind of dream this up that they'd be looking at mitchell trubisky taking the ball against bailey zappi but yet chris here we are and that's exactly what we're going to see and look bottom line These two offenses are not going to be at full strength. They're going to be a shell of what they usually are. But there's still enough talent on both sides of the ball where this one could get interesting. Folks, don't sleep on this matchup. This could be a better one than people anticipate. We'll see what the football gods have in store for us. But there is still ways that this one can be intriguing. And I know we're going to discuss all of those today here on the Crossover Thursday episode. Absolutely. Let's start with the quarterback position in Pittsburgh. They got Mitch Trubisky starting. Kenny Pickett is out two to four weeks, uh, reportedly, uh, as as he just got ankle surgery on Monday. There, you know, he's you know he told you know Mitch Trubisky go get him. Trubisky seems like he's ready to go, and you know Trubisky not without experience. You know he is probably one of the more experienced backup quarterbacks in the NFL with over forty plus starts. Uh, you know he played for the Bears for several years, started for the Steelers for like about four games last year before they benched him for Kenny Pickett, um, and then also came back in and it has played played in some pinches for the Steelers since then. But on the flip side, Bailey Zappi's the quarterback for the Patriots. And that's a little bit different, right? Because, you know, Mac Jones, he struggled. And I think the Patriots were trying to get him to kind of come back down to earth uh, and and figure things out or get his feet underneath him. And now Bailey Zappi's been in. But what's the sense with Zappi right now as far as the Patriots and what he is allowed or able to do in this offense? Well, that's a really good question. And to me, Chris, that's the biggest story coming out of New England right now is how is New England going to find a way to put points on the board with Zappi under center and with their two top offensive weapons this season, rookie receiver Demario Douglas and Ramondre Stevenson likely on the shelf. Ramondre's definitely not going. The high ankle sprain, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Demario right now still in concussion protocol. This was a tough week, a short week turnaround. And I don't expect to see him on the field. He sat out the last couple of practices. So in that regard, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Bailey Zappi, there really hasn't been that much difference 
in the Patriots passing game. I thought overall Bailey did a better job of navigating the pocket. He tried to extend plays, but his passes were still off the mark. We're still seeing inaccuracy. And that's something that really plagued him during preseason, during training camp. One of the big reasons why the Patriots have been reticent to hand over the reins of this offense to Bailey Zappi until Mac Jones really left them with no other alternative. He was playing a sped-up style of play, and that just wasn't conducive to what New England needed to do. Bottom line, when you're shut out of production in your first NFL start this season um, and your third overall start uh, as a starting quarterback like Bailey Zappi was, there's not a whole lot of optimism heading into this one. Uh, he's still sailing balls behind the receiver. His first mm. uh, series against the Chargers – we saw him sail one over the head of Devontae Parker. He did turn in a few noteworthy throws. So Steelers fans, don't be a bit surprised to see Bailey Zappi maybe scramble, get out of the pocket, or stand in the pocket and deliver a nice ball. He had a 21-yard completion to Devontae um, on Sunday that really, I think, gave Patriots fans hope that something could happen. But again, struggles with accuracy, dooming the Patriots far too often. And really, it starts with poise under center uh, at the quarterback position. So if they're not getting the protection from the O-line, if they don't have the offensive skill position players to be weapons out there, probably going to be looking at a lot more of the same for New England. Maybe not the same level of zero points futility, but it's still not going to be a pretty sight. Yeah, Mr. Bisky, uh, you know, hasn't been too much better but i will say this is that he the one thing mr bisky has on his side is that he isn't afraid to take shots and that was even something he kind of emphasized when we talked to him on wednesday at the steelers facility saying that like you know hey yeah aggression's part of it you gotta take you gotta take your shots this year and that's something that people have criticized kenny pickett for and it's funny because i remember covering kenny pickett in 2021 and the guy that was that was working up with him uh, in a lot of the stats conversations all throughout the season was Bailey Zappi when he played for Western Kentucky because mm. him and his receiver were just lighting up scoreboards uh, in, in a lot of their games. Um, but, you know, for and for uh, for Kenny Pickett, you go through a lot of his games, he, he limits his interceptions, but he also limits his touchdowns. And that's where I think the Steelers, you know, want to see a little bit more there. Trubisky, a little bit more willing to take some of those risks, a little bit more willing to, to push the ball down the field. But the Steelers also, you know, they know their style of ball right now they, they want to run the ball and they want to protect the football and they want to play great defense. That's how they win most of their games. They've won, they, they've won pretty much all of them by holding opponents under 20 points, scoring just enough to get the win. And that's, and that's been the formula. And they, it's not that that's not that the only way that they want to win, but it's the way that they know that they can win because they haven't really seen that kind of production for that. And I, I see that. I think this is going to be a game where both teams are trying to win the same way. And that's where this game could be really interesting to see, like, you know, which side plays better in the, in these situations. I think it kind of gives the Steelers an edge because they've been more successful at this. And they've done this for now for like three seasons. They played this way. But after the loss to the Cardinals, anything's game as far as the Steelers when it comes to, you know, opponents and anyone pulling off upsets right now. And that's exactly how New England has been building the formula, which normally would lead to wins, Chris. Uh, like you said, stopping the run, being able to be very forceful on defense and utilizing that defense to be able to cause problems for the opposing pass catcher. But it should open up opportunities on the offense to be able to score points. And the Patriots simply have not been able to do that. Every time their running game starts to get into a rhythm it's either an injury or a setback along the offensive line that prevents them from reaching what they need to do. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how without Ramondre Stevenson in that backfield, 
Bailey Zappi finds an escape route to be able to escape pressure at times. One of the big problems that he had on Sunday, and he continues to have, is holding on to the ball. Five sacks taken on Sunday, four of which were directly um, credited to uh, problems along the offensive line. That all line needs to step it up big this week, and they're facing a fearsome Steelers defensive front that is not going to yield anytime soon. Um, New England has its work cut out for them on a short week without question. Absolutely. The, the, the Patriots also have a pretty talented defense. We'll talk about both of these defenses on the other side of this break right here on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Steelers, Locked On Patriots. Stick with us. We have a lot to discuss. But first, we want to remind you that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders, and that's where LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back here on Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Steelers meets Locked On Patriots for Thursday night football here. We got through the boring part of talking to the, about these offenses, but these defenses <laughs> have done a lot better this, this season. The Patriots rank 15th in points allowed right now uh, in the NFL. The Steelers rank, rank 6th, uh, but the Patriots have been on a roll defensively. They have now held, what, three straight opponents to, what is it, uh, 10 or less points now, granted, all those have been losses, but regardless, when you hold an opponent to 10 or less points for three straight weeks, that is insane. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, that you do, uh, The defense deserves credit here. Do you feel like the defense has figured anything out here, Mike, or is this kind of – you think that this is a misnomer that kind of will just get lost because it lost in what's been a bad season for New England? I think it's a little bit of both, but I really think that this defense uh, has not gotten the credit that it's deserved because mm. it's playing on a two and 10 team, you know, and right. I mean, a lot of that is not their fault. You mentioned that statistic. You're talking 1938, the last time 10 points or lower in three straight games that were all resulted in losses. You cannot say in good conscience that this defense is not doing its job, especially that front seven and stopping the run new England's Achilles heel for the last few seasons, has been stopping the run. They've been very good defending against the pass, but this has been a porous team when it comes to yielding yardage, especially on the ground. The Patriots now rank fourth in rushing yards with 88.7 points uh, on average allowed. They're first in yards per carry with 3.2. So you're looking at a front that really took that personally. I think they came into this season looking to help to shore that up and really put other teams on notice that you're not going to run the ball at will against the New England Patriots anymore. Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, and then Dietrich Wise on the edge, setting the edge, has been all the difference for this team. And it's allowed guys like Keon White as a rookie to be able to grow into his own. 
it's allowed them to sustain the loss of someone like a Matthew Judon in the middle part of that defense, who really is the heart and soul of this defense. You can make the argument that he's their best player, and the Patriots' defense has looked strong without him because of that push from the defensive front. Jelani Tobias stepped up big time. He's been a huge bright spot for this team. There haven't been a lot mm-hmm. of them in uh, New England this year, but Jelani has been, and they're getting contributions. The secondary has had their sputters without Christian Gonzalez. That was expected, but the guys that are stepping up game after game are making plays when they need to. So this defense right now for New England, I think, is really playing at a level that should be a contender's level. If they had a more competent offense on a compliment to them, this might be a different story that we're talking about here in New England. That's how good they've been. Um, and unfortunately, they're getting lost in the shuffle of what has been an abysmal offensive output for the New England Patriots. And that, that, that tends to happen when things are, aren't going right on, uh, elsewhere, that the, the things that people are doing good on, on, a, on a team can get overlooked. And uh, I think that's certainly what's what's been going on when I've looked at the Patriots just at the time that I've been able to spend looking at them uh, to get ready for this game. I'm um, like, man, they they do things things well on defense. You know, the Steelers they they want to run the ball, so that's going to be, I think, a big part of this game. Is you know, the Steelers, especially with Mitch Trubisky, and they're going to be looking to run the football. And uh, last week was the first time in the past five weeks before or the four weeks before that they had, didn't rush for at least 150 yards. They still got 130, and part of that I think was because they got away from the run because they fell behind against the Cardinals and then tried to play catch up. Uh, with Trubisky, uh, but that's going to be a key element of this game. I, I think it's going to be both teams are going to be trying to control the trenches, control the line of scrimmage. Um, and on the flip side, I, you know, I assume that's going to be something that the Patriots try to do. You still got Ezekiel Elliott, uh, who Mike Tomlin was highlighting uh, this week during his Tuesday press or his Monday press conference this week. Um, and uh, the Steelers defense, they haven't they haven't put together the whole st- the stats across the board to stop to stop the run, but they've done it I think in the right spots for most of this season, um, where they've limited teams from running the ball when they've needed to to get to control the game for their defense to take over, and that's really how they've won all their games this year. Um, their defense has either created you know created turnovers and scored points themselves, or they've held teams in check just enough for the offense to be able to go out there. And, and make enough plays to to win the game. And I think that's what the Steelers are looking at here. You talked about the Patriots' offensive line. The Steelers' defensive front isn't just T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward anymore. Alex Highsmith has been playing well. They've also really liked what they've gotten out of rookie Keanu Benton, who I highlighted in our grade segment this week on, on our Tuesday episode uh, where I was telling people, like, Keanu Benton, he could end up being like the next Cam Hayward with the way that he's playing in this rookie season for this for the Steelers. And that's a long say because Cam Hayward's also an amazing captain and a humanitarian and all the things that he does. But Keanu Benton has been a force on that defensive line. And I think it's it's kind of energized the group to work better as a whole. And that's again where it's going to come down to is which I think this game could very simply come down to which defensive front is more disruptive in this game, like both against the run and the pass. If the uh, if the Patriots' defensive front, you know, with with Gacha, with Lawrence Guy, with Wise, uh, and, and guys like that, if they're able to create more problems for this for the Steelers in the backfield, then the Steelers are are able to create problems for the Patriots. That could very well flip the game in the Patriots' favor, especially because you know I, I don't think either of these teams are trying to live in the air in this game. They want to be able to win sparingly in the air. But for the most part, control the clock, control the game, win time of possession, and run the football and stay ahead of the chains. That's where I think both of these teams are going to focus, and I think it's going to come down to the defensive fronts 
seeing who can make more plays in those situations. Yeah, without question. And that's been an area where the New England Patriots have been very uh, suspect on the offensive side of the ball, trying to protect against a fearsome defensive front. Some of the matchups I'm watching this week, you mentioned, um, obviously, TJ Watt. He's going to be someone that always commands the attention. So can Michael Wainu on the right side be able mm -hmm. to stand up and play a strong game? He had his worst game, I think, of the season, maybe his worst game as a Patriot against the Chargers. He allowed a season-high five quarterback pressures, allowed a sack, uh, mostly against Khalil Mack. So you're talking about now Khalil Mack and T.J. Watt. That's rarefied air for defenders. Those are some of the best in the league. So that's going to be worth monitoring without any question. If Awainu is able to stand up against that matchup, says a lot about his ability to play tackle moving forward. If not, New England's got yet another question to answer in this offseason. Uh, but you mentioned Alex Highsmith, and you mentioned Cam Hayward and Keanu Benton. It's going to be whether or not the interior of this offensive line can contain those guys, particularly Cole Strange, who, from what I've seen on film, looks like he's going to be matched up with Cam Hayward a little bit more at the defensive tackle position. Strange has had a up-and-down season. There haven't been a whole lot of highlights, but when he is solid, he's able to anchor and he's able to ward off a very strong defensive tackle. And if Hayward can get the best of him, that means ultimately that the New England Patriots are not going to be able to run the ball effectively. And mm. that's going to be a problem to begin with, with Ramondre Stevenson on the shelf. Ezekiel Elliott is capable of carrying the load. He's a strong running back, but don't yes. forget the Patriots went from two complementary strong running backs with each other, probably down to one now. And I say that with no disrespect to Kevin Harris or to Ty Montgomery or uh, possibly even Jermichael Hasty if he gets in there. New England right now is not equipped to run the football the way they were just a few days ago with a healthy Ramondre Stevenson. So, again, it puts so much pressure on this offensive line to be able to do it. On the defensive side of the ball, a little more confident because of the efforts I've described earlier. But to me, it's still going to come down, I think, to whether or not this offensive line is capable of warding off that Steelers defensive front. If they can't do it, it's not going to matter what the Patriots do with the skill positions. They're not going to win the battles in the trenches. And it's not going to be a pretty one for the New England Patriots. The one thing also to look for in this game when it comes to defensive fronts is the Steelers quarterback on defense, and that's their their inside linebackers. They were down to their third guy in a Landon Roberts. Cole Holcomb, a guy that they paid the most money to come in, got hurt and knocked out for the season like the week before uh, the, the, trading, the trade deadline. And then the week after the trade deadline, uh, they lost Quan Alexander, who was another guy they brought in. And so then they were down to Landon Roberts as their lone guy, but he had been playing phenomenal. He had been flying all over the field, keeping everyone on pace. And like there were Steelers who were Steelers were like Steelers fans were like, man, that guy's like a Pro Bowl player with the way he is. And like, you know, he's not electric and taking over, but he is he was essential to kind of being the glue that allowed the playmakers in the secondary the Steelers had to kind of stay up to up, up to pace with what the defensive front was doing and also keeping in line the backup linebackers that they're pulling off the practice squad to fill in for all the other injuries that they have. But then last week, Alandon Roberts went down. And, you know, if you look at the tape of it, if you talk to Steelers, him being him going down caused a lot of communication problems on defense because they had to re rely on practice squad player Michael Walker. And uh, they also had to rely upon, uh, you know, second year player, seventh round draft pick Mark Robinson. And there were a lot of deficiencies over the middle there. And that could be a qu question here. Now, the thing, the good news for the Steelers fans, and Landon Roberts did practice on, uh, on, on Tuesday. So there's a chance 
that he's able to to be ready for, for this game. I also get the sense that they might be prepping up Blake Martinez, a recent free agent signing, to kind of be that number two inside linebacker uh, to kind of give them more of a cushion for if another injury were to occur to, to occur in this in this game. And that's going to be a big part of this because if you're looking for easy throws for quick things, you want to attack over the middle, get quick passes off, try to make things simpler for Bailey Zappi. And that's where, you know, Kyler McMurray was able to attack. He went to Trey McBride a lot out of the tight end position and was going up and started doing that when Landon Roberts went out the game. So I think that's going to be another big part of this is, you know, not necessarily, you know, deep shots downfield, but the intermediate shots over the middle that might move the chains for the Patriots. How many times can the Steelers limit them? They allowed the Cardinals to convert 10 of 17 third downs last week. Uh, and that's something that they, you know, the, the defensives talked a lot about this week about saying how it was unacceptable and something that they have to be better at. Yeah, absolutely. And New England has been absolutely futile in being able to convert third downs on the offensive side of the ball. It's been literally one of the keys to victory each and every week, and New England still continues to fail to do so. And Alandon Roberts is definitely a name that New England Patriots fans know well. I had the privilege of covering him a couple of years here up in New England. He defined the term, do your job, because whatever they needed him to do, he did it, and he did it at a high level. And he continues to do that no matter the stops that he's made since, whether it be Miami or now in Pittsburgh, he's continuing that uh, that mantra. So it's good to see Alandon do well. Uh, you just don't want to see his name too often on a stat sheet uh, making plays against the Patriots uh, because ultimately that'll mean that the Pats are not doing their job in trying to move the football. But that's a great point about Pittsburgh's defense being solid in all levels of that defense. If you're able to beat the, uh, the, the defensive front, if you have the good fortune to do that, it doesn't mean that your problems are over. There are so many ways that this team can beat you. New England needs a solid game plan in order to be able to attack it. And the question is, do they have the horses in the stable alongside Bailey Zappi to carry that out? That's a big question. It's a big question. We'll get to how these questions apply in the matchups and our predictions here for Thursday Night Football on Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris Carter, Mike DeBate here talking Locked On Steelers and Locked On Patriots. But first, we will remind you this show is brought to you by Skylight Frames. If you're looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy, you can shop for that person that's tough to get the right gift for by getting them the Sky the Skylight Digital Picture Frame. It's the most personal and thoughtful gift that's easy to personalize for this holiday season. It takes the stress out of holiday shopping and, and lets you take advantage of this easy-to-gift opportunity that everyone will think you spent hours personalizing. It's the Skylight Digital Picture Frame. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone, and they appear in just seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open, so when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your most treasured memories will appear. The perfect gift for everyone, and they get and it's satisfaction guaranteed. They're so confident that you'll love Skylight. They're offering free 120-day returns. It's a top-rated brand with over a hundred, oh, excuse me, over a million happy happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and available in over 30 countries. Recommended by this day show. Forbes, New York Magazine, and more. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, you get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's $15 off your your purchase of a Skylight Frame by going to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. 
Back here on Crossover Thursday here in the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Steelers, Locked On Patriots. All right, Mike, we've talked about what these what both these sides do. If there's a main factor that the, the Patriots need to achieve to win this game, what is it? Is it purely just running the ball, or is there something else that you're looking at here? If they could do this one thing that might get that that might give them the edge to win Thursday night. I would normally say running the football, but I think that's kind of uh, a moot point with Ramondre Stevenson being on the shelf. It's a lot to put on Ezekiel Elliott's shoulders to expect him to come in and carry the load. My key to victory for the New England Patriots, and really what it has been all season long, is maximize your time of possession. That's something they have not done. Overall, last week, New England ran 11 offensive series. Eight of those ended in punts. Two resulted in turnovers on downs. And then you also have the final drive, if you want to call it that, going into uh, to halftime for New England. You can't do that. New England possessed the ball for 31 minutes and 10 seconds last week. The Patriots failed to advance the ball into the red zone even once. So that's not going to cut it in any stretch of the imagination. You're playing against NFL-quality football. You're going to end up on the losing side more often than not if that's the norm. And it doesn't surprise you that the New England Patriots are a 2-10 football team right now when you hear that. The Stars should be in alignment for New England, but they've made nothing easy this season. And that's what worries me about a possible defensive breakdown, even though a lot of people are saying, well, Pittsburgh's offense is going to be a shell of what it usually is with Trubisky under center and Najee Harris maybe banged up a little bit. This is a team that still has quality playmakers, something the New England Patriots are devoid of right now, especially in the pass catcher department. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, they present matchup problems for this team in the secondary. Jonathan Jones is very good as a cover corner, and so is J.C. Jackson. But they've been known to yield coverage this year a little bit more than they have in the past. J.C., because he's still getting used to the New England system once again, and Jonathan, because he's been banged up and really been injured for the better part of the season. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. And also, that prior move at the tight end. Can Kyle Duggar continue to provide blanket coverage on the tight ends, or is he going to need some help from guys like Jabril Peppers, maybe even a Jalen Mills coming over and helping to defend? If they can start drawing their defenders, meaning Pittsburgh drawing New England's defenders away from their customary and comfortable positions, that's where you can start scoring against this defense. If the offense can't continue to sustain drives and you've got a lot of three and outs and the defense finds itself getting tired very early in this game, That's where Pittsburgh can go to work, and that's where New England Patriots fans should be worried defensively about this game, not necessarily about just the matchups on the field, but stamina and being able to sustain. It's a lot to ask a defense that's already given you everything they possibly can this year. I think part of this also, because I agree, time of possession is huge. Uh, the Steelers, the the their game against the Bengals was the first time that they really like won time of possession. You know, they've they've won, including last week, they won marginally, where like it's been like thirty and like like 40, 30 minutes and forty seconds versus twenty nine minutes and twenty seconds uh, a few times this year. But their game against the Bengals, they actually had like thirty seven minutes with the ball, and that was like a sound like, oh, if they can possess the football, they can win a lot more. Ga- they can win a lot more games because the defense won't be tired. And it was very rare the defense wasn't tired at the end of the game. For, for the Steelers. That's definitely going to be a factor here. I look also at turnovers here because the Steelers have been a team that's been defined by turnovers. They're 0-3 when they lose the turnover battle and that, that got padded onto because they uh they they lost the 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 turn the turnover battle um last week. I believe they are six and two when they tie the turn when they tie in in the in the, in the, in the when they win the turnover battle, excuse me. Um 
uh, th- th- this season. And it's such a huge difference when you see them being able to protect the ball. And that's where it's going to come down to these matchups, not just, you know, who's winning and where, but also, like you said, taking teams out of comfort zones, forcing the offense to make riskier moves, who can get them to blink first in that situation. That's where I think there's going to be a big difference. Without further ado, Mike, give us your bit, your biggest factor that leads into your final score prediction and what your final score prediction is for this game. Yeah, I think the Patriots keep this one close for the reason you just said, Chris, turnovers. I think Bailey Zappi is a better quarterback at protecting the football than Mac Jones had become. Maybe not inherently skill set wise, but at least in the mental makeup, Bailey has been much better this year. So they'll continue to keep this close. But ultimately, I think that Pat's defense is going to do its part. But late in the game, you may see some breakdowns. And that's where I think Pittsburgh pulls ahead. I think the offense has trouble moving the ball against this Pittsburgh defense. I think the Steelers take this one by a final of 14 to 10. Not going to be an offensive pretty battle in my estimation, but the Steelers do enough to get the home win. I got the Steelers winning 13-9. Similar reasons, just going to come down in a crazy way. And those who know what I'm saying with 13-9, shout out to your boy. But anyways, it's been a great crossover Thursday here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Mike, it's always great to do shows with you, man. Let people know they can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Oh, thank you, my friend. Always an honor to cross the streams with you on Locked On Steelers, Locked On Patriots. Two teams and two franchises and two fan bases with a lot of history, but a lot of respect as well. Uh, If you want to find where I'm doing things for Locked On Patriots, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, just like Locked On Steelers. Definitely check me out there. All my written work can be found at Patriots Country, a fan nation of Sports Illustrated. You can catch all the game previews and anything I have on my mind jotted down in written form in that medium as well. Absolutely. I'm Chris Carter. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. Find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you find Mike on Locked On Patriots by searching us just on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes. We're both back tomorrow as we recap what happened in this game Thursday night football. We'll see you here right on Locked On Steelers and Locked On Patriots here on the Locked On Podcast Network.